This episode of the Quaddy Potty is brought to you by our good friends over at Stridal. That's right, Stridal, where entertainment meets opportunity for the horse racing industry. Head to strider.com now and get shopping on their marketplace where you can sort through all the best available yearlings for purchase for this upcoming racing season. Great opportunity to get in on the ground floor with some very talented horses. So head to strider.com right now and get shopping. We here at the Mock Sports are super excited to partner with Dabble to be our official wagering partner during Cup Week. All tips that we give out on this episode can be copied right now on the Dabble app. Just go to the App Store, download Dabble, and use the code MOCKSPORTS when signing up to let them know we sent you, and you can start following us today and get on every single bet we make on the races, the basketball, the cricket, the AFL, the NRL, you name it, it's there. So what are you waiting for? Have a Dabble today and start winning with us this Cup Week. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, call 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Mock Sports Presents the Quaddy Body. My name is Cashy, joined by Nico. How are you, mate? Good, man. Doing all right. Pretty good. Gee, you sound depressed, man. Oh, enough of that. I keep getting that from all my mates, from everyone. Literally every time they say, are you okay? Like you just, it's just the way I talk, all right? I, do, <laughs> I, I enjoy doing this. It's just the way I talk. It's just the way I am. Get over yourselves. <laughs> Had a long day. I'm hungry. There's nothing wrong, but like, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, little little bit of check in there, mate. Um, Thanks for that. <laughs> um, okay, let's back to it. Back to the horses. Um, big big week ahead. It's Derby Day and Golden Eagle Day. Um, looking forward to it, mate. We're both going to be headed down to the track. So if you see us around, chuck us a hello. Take a photo with us if you want. If you like a couple you did at Everest, we're happy to do it. Um, and we might even be recording a little bit of content. I know we said that before Everest, but I mean, hopefully there's a, a lot less of a crowd that, uh, you know, we'll be able to weave our way through and get a little bit of space. It won't be, you know, sardines in there to be able to put a mic up in front of someone. Um, but of course, before we discuss all of that, let's discuss last week. Um, not much to talk about other than the Cox Plate itself. So let's unpack it, mate. Romantic Warrior got up in the end, justified the favourite price. Uh, what were your thoughts on the race? Um, it's actually really funny how it how it happened. So we were, uh, obviously been playing cricket on the Saturdays at the moment and the race was on, we were fielding. Um, I was fielding on the boundary on purpose. I said to the boys, I said, boys, I'm fielding on the boundary at the time of, that, of this race. Like I have to watch this race. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we, underst- we understand. It's okay. And... Thank God, one of the, one of the boys, uh, Doof's dad was there. Shout out to Doof, you f- oh, an idiot. I hate Doof. Anyway, um, shout out to Doof. Um, his dad was standing on the boundary and he was holding the phone for me, watching the cox plate while I was fielding. And we take a wicket just as the cox plate's running and I run the phone into the boys and we're all watching it. We've just gotten a wicket and um, the umpire did not understand what was going on. He was... Um, yeah, he, he didn't know what was going on. He asked us if we were watching the cricket. We were not watching the cricket. We were watching the races. And then we watched it. And then just as 
the batsman came out. We had to go back, so the boys didn't get to watch the end of the race, but I got to watch the end, and I was screaming to everyone in between balls. Romantic warrior, bright side, alligator blood. And then we were just screaming at each other, and a couple of the boys back to trifecta, so they were all happy. But, um, yeah, pretty funny how I got, it, got to watch it in the end. Yeah, it was good. Um, it's good that how about you? How about you? <laughs> I, I watched it at home on the couch. Definitely not as funny as the story. And uh, filmed the reaction. Shout out our, to um, the boys. They said socials. they said they were going to listen this week. Um, we're all going. We're going down. It's it's our buy this week, which is lined up perfectly for the Golden Eagle. So all of us boys from the cricket will be down there. So shout out to them. They said they'll give it a listen. Uh, I'm not sure if it'll be true, but um, yeah, I, I I linked them up with some free members tickets, so they definitely owe me a beer. So talk about free tickets. Keep was, eyes on the socials. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, to be honest, the way we're going to do it. We have four free general admission tickets. First in best dress, just send us a message, punters. And if you're the first one to send us a message after listening to this, we'll give them to you. Simple as that. There you we'll, go. We'll support you. So if you're, if you're there, we've got four free general admission tickets um, to give away to the first punters, first in best dress to get it to us. Um, it'll be just a little bit of a thank you for listening to the podcast. We didn't advertise it at all. We just, if you listen to the podcast, it's the only place to say it. Perfect, I think. It yeah. gives it to one of our people that actually listen to us. So, 100%. Um, but when it comes to the Cox Plate, there was a certain runner that we controversially said was not going to win. It was a pretender, mind you. Uh, Mr. Brightside, the horse that got beat by a lip in the end. Uh, I'm going to say one thing, Nick. Did it win? Did it, didn't it win? Look, it didn't win. Um, it did run... Exceptionally better than I thought it would. Yeah, 100%. But at the same time, punters, um, sometimes that sells a little bit of content as well to come out and say that it definitely blew up for us. Um, even if it's bad, it doesn't come across in a good way. It comes comes across in bigger numbers, that's for sure. But um, it didn't win. Um, and at the end of the day, in a year's time, no one's going to remember it. They're going to remember Romantic Warrior won the Cox Plate. So... Um, 100%. What I, my thought process behind it, yeah, maybe it was more of a winning chance than we gave it credit for. Obviously, it almost won the thing. But at the end of the day, we said we are very confident that it doesn't win. Don't put your money on it to win. And, and if you listened, you would have saved a bit of money. If you didn't listen and went and said, these guys don't know what they're talking about, Mr. Brightside's going to win by about three lengths. What happened in the end? You would have lost a bit of money. And that's sort of why you've got to... You know, I I'm not saying our word is God, but what I'm saying is when we're that Take it with a grain of sand. Like, it's up yeah. to you at the end of the day. You can do whatever you want, punters. Um, we're just giving our thoughts and our um, processes behind it. And at the end of the day, we're trying to pick the winner at the end. So, um, And we said that we didn't see it as a chance of winning and it didn't win. So in the end, it's not that far off. Yes, it almost won, but it didn't win. So... Yeah. You can look into it how you want to, punters, but um, we'll leave it at that, I think. Um, yeah, spring champion, mate. The other big group one of the day, as well as the invitation. Espiona got up. Bang for you, Tom Kitten. Bang. Smash. But, um, yeah, Medatsu. Uh, you better tattoo on it. You made me look silly. It's $51 for a reason, clearly. Um, <laughs> I told you that. Yeah, Opal Ridge, unfortunately. Couldn't really get out on the rail there, which was a shame. But uh, at least you found the winners there. And then the other thing to touch on, Imperatriz. Wow. Gee, how much would she have won the Everest by? Yeah. Absolutely brain them. Didn't even go back this time. Went forward and still brain them. But um, 
incredible, incredible horse. Uh, again, other people cared, said, you idiots, why didn't you take yeah, the carriages? on that Instagram. If you'd listened, uh, you would have said we, it wins, but a bet-wise, you can't be getting on a forty horse. But I think it came into like a twenty in the end because of that late scratching with Buenos Notches as well. Crazy, crazy price, but crazy good horse, eh? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, there's some guys trying to beef us in the comments saying we didn't know anything because we were backing against Imperatriz, and I had to quickly humble the man and let him know that we clearly said the opposite of that. It's going to win, but in our sipping comp, we go off a place which is worth more than a dollar twenty-six horse. So the Inferno almost got there, man. I was, I, I thought it was going to get there for a second. Yeah, would it almost grabbed that place. That I had the trifecta on it would have paid more than six dollars in the end. That trifecta of Inferno. Well, got he was in. paying six dollars for a place, I think, or maybe even seven dollars. So, um, I was a bit, I was a bit flat, but look, I, I'll take, I would have taken it if I could have because I would have got the, probably the most easily the most points if if it did get in the placing. So, since they've uh, there's been many opinions come out. Oh, Imperatrice took the soft option. Stayed in Melbourne for the group ones instead of coming for the Everest. Either way, she's won almost the same, if not more, prize money, I think. That Horse she of the spring so split. far, almost. I'd oh, say yeah, behind 100%. maybe Mr. Brightside um, and potentially Alligator Blood if you want to look into it. But um, it's been up there as one of the horses of the spring for sure. I can't wait for the autumn when it potentially faces Think About It if Think About It doesn't go on to try and at the mile. Think About It stays at the sprints. Like I said a few weeks ago, I've got it on good authority that they're going to try to the mile. Um, but if they stay at the sprints, that showdown will be just phenomenal. That'll be uh, Nature Strip versus Eduardo, like in my opinion. Um, but the thing I want to ask Nick, so many people have been saying the last few years that they're really annoyed that these Group 1 sprints at Mooney Valley have been decimated by Sydney Fields because of the Everest and the the sprint bonus that they have in Sydney. If you stay in Sydney and run a part of this sprint bonus scheme for all of the Group 2 and up sprints and you earn a certain amount of points based on where you finish, if you win that, I think you get like $3 million in prize money or something, something ridiculous. If Think About It wins this weekend, it's just won the Everest. It'll win the... Gear kick stakes, which is big prize money itself, and it'll win the bonus. And apparently it goes to like top 10 all-time earning horses or top 15 or something. Crazy, crazy, crazy. But that's why horses stay in Sydney. I'm sick and tired of the complaints. What's stopping them in Melbourne for coming up with their own incentive and bonus scheme to keep them in Melbourne to do the Mooney Valley double? Even maybe get um, a joint one involved and get, the champion stakes involved, champion sprint involved. Maybe even getting the William Reed in the autumn. Get them coming in autumn and keep them staying in spring. Get all three Mooney Valley sprints involved in it. If you win all three of them, you get a massive bonus. Or if you get a series, make it a series. Earn points each race, and then the winner of that gets a bonus. I'm just saying to Victoria, stop complaining when I feel like you could do the exact same. Yes, you need to go out and find a sponsor for it, but what's stopping them? Yeah, nothing, mate. Like, what's the point? Well, why wouldn't you stay in Sydney? It's all about money, isn't it? Horse racing in the end. So exactly. you can have money the prestige. Talks. Sure, you can have the prestige and staying down in Melbourne with the Group Ones and stuff. But um, then they money talk. So yeah, they just need to put their money where their mouth is at the moment. Um, you're very driven by this because I just every year it comes hey, around. Hey, it's okay, man. I, I know it's okay, but every year it comes <laughs> around. They're like, oh, Shit. I remember when the William Reed was the spring of the autumn. I remember when the Moya's yeah, but stakes. these people also, no offense to them, 
probably 50 or 60 years old and they probably pass the time that the races they're trying to move the races into a young aspect they always have that older aspect to it but they're just stuck in the times they probably still use the bookmakers for everything don't know what an iphone is like it's the <laughs> same it's the same people but i i mean I agree with them to a certain point that yes, the group ones they should have stacked fields. I think I think put group your money ones, where your mouth is. Group ones prestigious have definitely gone down in value. If that is another thing you want to talk about, but if you want to ask why they're staying in Sydney, you just got to increase the prize money somehow. Increase the prize money, get a bonus ones. scheme going. There's that many bonus schemes, or make the big ones a group one as well, and that brings the prestigious back to the group ones. Yeah, um, honestly, I just. When it comes to that, I really hope that next year they announce that they've come out with their own scheme to try and get some horses back to Mooney Valley because at the end of the day, seven horse field, six horse field that it ended up isn't amazing. Imperatrice was always winning no matter what field you put it against it, but still you'd want a bigger field than that. I just think they need to go find a sponsor, put their money where their mouth is and set it up. Okay, because money talks. They're not going to come if the money's not there. Um, but we'll move on, mate, to the listener questions. Um, anything to do with the... Golden Eagle Field, we will discuss that in our Golden Eagle chat. Um, so if you ask that, sorry that we're not answering, answering it. it individually, but it'll come in the Golden Eagle chat. Um, the only thing we've got is Sam Feeney said, not a question, but a statement, Amelia's jewel will not win. I love this man. He gets it. He gets it. So after you just said we're not going to mention any Golden Eagle, you just mentioned a Golden Eagle thing. No, I, I just, just said that he said statement-wise. Okay. Said anyway, statement. go to the next question. <laughs> Cameron Hay, uh, which cast patrol member is Cashy and Nick most like? Um, interesting one. That's a <laughs> very niche, niche niche question. It's like when cast patrol asked us who would win in a fight. Niche. But we're here to answer any question you want. As long as it's not why doesn't milk taste like real milk. We've been asked a couple times that. Um, what are your thoughts, mate? I'll go Mick. He's the only one I've met. I met him just as I was leaving for Europe. It was funny as. We're literally just walking past and I'm like, no way. What are you doing? Here? He goes, hey, bro. I'm like, nice to meet you, man. <laughs> literally the only time I met any of the, those three. Um, got a lot of time for them. Been We talked to them a little bit, obviously, through the DMs and stuff. So hopefully we can see them eventually. But um, yeah, I'll go Mick. He's the only one I've met. Um, stopped and talked to him for a couple of minutes as, just before I was flying out to Europe. But um, yeah, shout out to them. Uh, I guess I'll go Jimmy because he's the horseman of the cast patrol. It's a, like I said, I've got a lot of time for them as well, but it's a weird, it's a very out of left field question to ask. Which one? Oh, I love it. Like. Well done, Cameron. Um, bring them, keep them coming. As long as it's not white as milk, tastes like real milk. We'll, we'll I, take some niche questions. I love any question. Um, but Benny O'Brien he asks, is Mister Brightside and Alligator Blood the new Eduardo versus Nature Strip like head to head clash we can get behind? As they always seem to be in the same field and they always seem to be neck and neck. You could almost add Fangirl in there. You uh, could almost add Fangirl in there as well to Mister Brightside and Alligator Blood, a little trio. Trio. So, but yeah, it's it's a good little. Um, if you just want to leave it at those two, it's a good little battle that's going on. Um, obviously, the Cox Plate that came down to a nose. Um, between those two in the in the minor placings, but yeah, it's awesome. I I yeah, love it. Uh, I love to see it. Uh, I, I think it brings it well. a, a competitive side to racing. Um, I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah, I I, I think obviously connections think with their um their heads and try to place them wherever they're best placed. They're not thinking about rivalries. But I, I really do hope that they continue to be placed in the same races because just like Nature Trip and Eduardo, seeing them go head-to-head just about every second start is awesome. Two yeah. of the best horses in the country over the mile. 
And if they continue to line up at the mile, the 1800s, um, in that sort of range, they're going to produce crackers every single time. So I 100% agree with you, uh, Benny O'Brien, who's asked that question. Thank you for that. Um, as Before we get into the rundown, of course, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, if you're listening on Spotify, make sure you give us a five-star rating. We're getting up there in the five-star ratings. The, the march to 100 is on. We're very close now. I think we've hit 70. I'm not quite sure, but um, we're getting there. And the more you do it, the better chance we have of charting, the better chance we have of growing because the more five-star ratings you give us, the more likely Spotify or Apple Podcasts is going to recommend us to a new listener and then we can have a new person join the mock community. So keep on supporting us. We love it. It's been a great season so far. I've got a few episodes left and we can't thank you enough. Uh, And then, mate, of course, we're going to talk about Dabble, the official wagering partner of this week, the cup week, the, the big week of punting. You're going to be having a punt. Make sure to do it with Dabble, the Aussie-owned booking that's changing the game of gambling in Australia right now because it's becoming social. You can get amongst the banter chat and banter with the likes of us, the Mock Sports, the Cast Patrol, Heath Shaw, Jack Jenkins. Big boy. Many, many uh, experts when it comes to racing, footy, soccer, anything you want, tennis even. The basketball season's back. So head to Dabble now. Copy the link in the show notes or the link in our bio or just download the app today off the App Store. And um, use the code MOCKSPORTS when signing up to let them know we sent you. Any tip we give, it's going to be up on Dabble. Whether it's on sport, whether it's on racing, you can click the copy bet straight into the bet slip and you can put as much on it if you want. But if you do so, make sure to do so responsibly. Set a deposit limit. Think about what you could be buying instead. Of course, gambling is a dangerous game. Think about what you could be buying instead, punters. Make sure to do so responsibly. But if you do decide to do it, MOCKSPORTS when signing up. Jeez, you're going to let me get a word in, mate? Sorry, mate. Go yeah, ahead. Join the other under 25,000 punters following us on the app. And yeah, start winning with us now. Winning Jeez. responsibly. It's like five um, minutes without me talking. Sorry, bro. Um, track report for Rose Hill. Look, it's a good four right now, punters, as we record this on a Wednesday night. But the weathermen say rain's coming. Rains are coming on Friday night. I wouldn't trust it, Saturday. Wouldn't trust it. Again, can't always trust them. Many times I've seen this and I've gone pure wet trackers. And it's turned out to be a good three. Um, but if the rain does come down, uh, we shouldn't get anywhere past soft six, soft seven, I would think. Anything into the heavy range, I really hope, doesn't happen. Um, but with the weather that's predicted, I think soft seven maximum. And then if it doesn't come down, of course, it'll be good four. Um, but so the rail is going to be in the true position. So racing should be as fair as fair can be. Every horse is going to get its chance come Golden Eagle Day, no matter the conditions that get produced, but we've done our form and we suggest you do the same. We look for the horses that can get it done in both the dry and the soft, just in case the wet track is produced. All right, mate, race one, 1,200 metre mark, okay? It's a bit of an open field here. We're not starting off with too strong of a race here as we build into the day. Of course, you know, it's a tough one, as all highways are. Um, I'm going to be with Dollar Magic. Okay, yes, he has to carry 61 kilos. It's a lot, but quite honestly, he's been racing really well in races much stronger than this. On the week back up after a solid second in a benchmark 78, only going down by a nose. I struggle to see why the massive drop in class has him at this price. I'm happy to take him each way, which is currently at the $7 mark and $2.50 to place on Dabble, mate. What are your thoughts and why? Um, I'm going with Bandy's boy here, punters. Um had two runs on the soft track 
with uh, one win and one in the minor placings as well. Let me just get the price up, punters. Um, but yeah, it looks pretty nice for me. Um, I'm pretty pretty keen on it. Sitting at $5 and $2 for a place. So yeah, can't complain about that one. As we head into the second race, the benchmark 78, the 1,500 metres. Four for Cindy is your favourite at $3.30. Nails Murphy as well at $4.80. And I'm in Towin is at $4.00. Um, a couple of different ones here that I'm really looking liking the look of, but I'm going to go with Peace Officer. $5.50 and $1.95 for a place. It's last win, last start at the Renwick. Sorry, at the Renwick. At Renwick, at the Benchmark 72. So obviously comes up to the Benchmark 78 here. Um, but yeah, looking pretty nice. So yeah, can't fault how it's gone so far this prep. But yeah, Nash on board, $6. I mean, f- sorry, $5.50 and $1.95 for a place. That'll be me for race two. Look, I'm scared to death of Nails Murphy after a pretty good Aussie debut on Everest Day. However, finished behind Sequestered, and that Sequestered form didn't really hold up last week, as we saw. Um, so I'm happy to go with different form that did hold up for us last week in Gringotts, who won pretty easily in the end there. Um, fall for Cindy. Finished quite well behind that horse last week. It's on the week back up here. Likes to get the toe in the ground. Gets Damien Lane on board. Big jockey upgrade there. Another 100 metres to stretch out. All signs are pointing to a strong run. $3.40 currently on Dabble. Very happy to take four for Cindy. Um, race three, you've got at the 1,900 metre mark. I'm going to go with Queen Maker. It's probably the worst race of the day. If you're not going to have a bet on a single race, it's probably this one, even worse than the highway in my opinion. I just think it's so open. It's not great quality, but queen maker for me. Um, back in trip, something shouldn't phase it. Raced in much stronger race than this when beating Marquess home and finishing a couple lengths off stroke of luck, both of which are better class than this. Held up all the way down the straight as well. So it was really inconclusive that run. If it got out, maybe was able to launch a bit more late. But um I mean it's four dollar sixty right now on Dabble. I'll happily take that queen maker for me in the third. I agree. Head over to the fourth, benchmark 78, 1,200 metres. I'm going to be pretty simple here, punters. I think the favourite is too strong. Uh, sitting at $2.25 for a win. Its last start was second place at Bendigo behind Foxy Frieda by a nose. And then it's one at Newcastle as well. So coming over to Rose Hill here in the benchmark 78 in the fourth. Can't complain with the favourite. Mate, what's going on? You own one of the field. Ruby kisses. Oh, your family owns it. It's $81, mate. Uh, it won't win. <laughs> It'd be nice to see it run a place. Still Gibbons on board. Um, I'm definitely going to have a spec to place it just in case it uh, runs well for your auntie there. But um, I'm going to be on Miss Hellfire. $10 to win and $2.50 to place each way. Reese Jones on board. Um, he's had success with this horse in the past. Um, in the end of that autumn, the start of the winter carnival, it was running really, really well. It won in strong fashion. Um, on a day we were there live, and I really liked the way it ran there. Then it came out, and um, the next couple starts came narrow seconds, one of which was behind um, For Valor, which is a horse I have a big opinion of, and we will rock as well, another horse I have a big opinion of. Um, so I think first up, it doesn't mind running first up, doesn't mind the conditions, especially uh, if it does become soft. If it does become wet, this is definitely going to come into it a lot more as um, both of its career wins have been in the soft. So I miss Hellfire for me, and I'm hopefully going to get into the soft range. So it um, increases its chances. As we move to the fifth, 
1,300 metre mark here, punters, in the Toyota Forklifts benchmark 78. I'm happy to take Robusto here at $9 to win and $2.65 to place. Has to carry a bit of weight, but the rise in distance suits plenty. The way he closed off in the last race was solid without threatening behind much, much better. Does his best work when second up, as most Waller horses do. Drops in grade, gets his toe in the ground. If he can sit just off them going around the turn, I can... I think he's just going to run over the top of them here or at least into the placings and you can't complain with a $2.65 to place price. So $9 to win, $2.65 to place each way on Robusto for me in the fifth. Nick? I'm on Pioneer River here. I think um, he's he's run pretty well so far. Ran third place, I think it was last week or maybe the week before. Um, and then the week before that, ran fourth. Um, not too far off the winner there, so... Yeah, pretty nice. $6.50 on Dabble, $2.25 for a place. It's going to be my tip in the fifth Pioneer River. Lovely, mate. Races 6, 7, 8, and 9 are all in the tip-off, so take us to the last of the day. Last of the day, mate. Um, it's a pretty tough one. Fox Fighter, um, one of the boys from the cricket team owns this horse, and I'll tell you now, lay it, because it's not going to do anything. Who um, owns Fox Fighter out of your cricket team? Matt Melching. Oh, of course. Him and the, uh, the Will Mitchell. Will Mitchell, sir. Yeah. Thanks for asking that. Shout out to you, Matt Melching, you cat. Um, way, to sh- way to the Stars, sorry, is your favourite at $2.65 on double. Looks pretty nice there, punters. Um, if it gets to a soft track, I will be on it. But to go with a bit of value, I'm going with with your blessing, just in case, just to cover it. It can run a bit nicer on the on the good track as well. Fall, fall, sorry, falling behind Dashing Legend last start. One length behind. So with your blessing, I think it's $9 and $2.70 for a place in the last. Gee, I like the look of those way to the stars silks. Same silks as um, Hard Side, as it's owned by the same syndicate. Um, unfortunately, no share for me this time around. Uh, I'm going to be with Smashing Eagle. $9 to win, $2.70 to place. I think he was poor last start, but I'm happy to forgive him. As I like to say many times on this podcast, one bad run does not make a bad horse. He also gets back to his much preferred track of Rose Hill, which he's only missed the placings once out of five starts. As long as he doesn't get too far back, I can see... Him 100% featuring here in the end. So I'll happily take that price on offer. $9 to win, $2.70 each way on Dabble to finish off the day. Mate, we'll head straight into the tip-off. We've got a lot to discuss before we get to the Golden Eagle chat. That's coming, punters. I know you're waiting very patiently for it, but we've got more than a few races to discuss. We've got seven races to discuss before we get to the Golden Eagle. We've got four at Rose Hill. We've got three at Flemington. It's a stack-stack day. It's become one of the best racing days in the country. I think probably the only thing that beats it is probably Everest and Caulfield Guineas Day. But Golden Eagle Derby Day is starting to become a real, real strong day in the calendar year of racing. We'll start with an easy one, mate. The, well, not really uh, an easy one at all, actually. The Four Pillars Midway. It's the uh, the Kosciuszko of the Midway. I think they've gotten rid of the uh, whole slot um, system there and they've just made the Midway of the day a rich one. So I think 750k... On uh, offer here for these horses. Um, what are your thoughts on why? Tough one. Never seen a, a race with two favourites sitting at nine dollars. I think or eight dollars fifty. It's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, tough race to pick here, punters. Uh, I'd be staying away from this one for short. Another shout out to Matt Melching again. Got another owner in this one. Bazooka, thirty five dollars and nine dollars fifty, and has run terribly the last. Fallen off a cliff. That seven horse. runs. So um, best. Of Best of luck to it, but, yeah, probably not there. Um, I could look at this field all day, mate, and I could still be confused. So, I'm going to go Satness, I think, 
Um, where's the price here, punters? Satinus at $10 and $3.30 for a place. Last start, second place behind Peace Officer, and obviously that reads well for me. Yeah, Satinus in the four pillars. Mate, I'm on the same here. Um, what the heck? I know, right? Uh, we, we, we've sided with too many of the same horses in this tip-off, but... um. He's been racing really well without winning many races this prep. Like you said, very good last start without winning. I think hopefully he pushes to the front here, looks the winner for a long way, and holds on $10 to win, $3.30 to place each way on double. Like you said, now we get to a much more interesting one, the Giga Kick Stakes. Of course, the race that's named after the Everest winner each year. Last year it was the Nature Strip Stakes. This year it's the Giga Kick Stakes. Next year it'll be the Think About It Stakes. And Think About It lines up here as your $1.75 favourite. You've also got Private Eye at $3.70 as we move down the field. Um, you've got Cascadian $8.50. Marzu $16. Surf Dancer $101. Bella Nepatina $12. Cole Crusher $31. Love Tap $126. And Zapateo at $17. Mate, what are your thoughts and why? Uh, think about it. I think it wins. Everest winner went, ran... Real good. Um, less competition here. Private eye is a bit of a worry. Bella Nipitano if it really gets wet. But other than that, I think Think About It should piss in. Yeah, Private Eye and Think About It will be the clear Cornella, I think. The only possible challenge is Bella Nipitano, especially if that rain really comes down. I'll respect a play on the win if the rain comes down with Bella Nipitano. But my main play is the place. So I'm definitely going hard at Bella Nipitano to place. She has the best form lines to go off um, sprinting-wise apart from Everest. Everest was the only race that she missed. She has those form lines behind the Imperatrices. She has those form lines behind uh, the Giga Kicks back from the autumn. She's, she's got the form lines to be really strong in this race, especially if the conditions play her way. Um, but when it comes to the winner, I'm going to have to go private eye at $3.70 because you can miss me with that $1.75 on offer about think about it. He should be winning. 1300 is only a better distance for him. I, 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 he should be winning punters, but $1.75, I rarely get on a horse that short. So at $3.70, I'll, I'll take the uh, stable mate just in case it gets over the line. But like I said, I'm, I'm definitely ha- going to have a cheeky spec on Bell Nipatina to place as well. We move to the Rose Hill Gold Cup, mate. Thoughts? Uh, yeah, interesting one. Canberra legend, obviously another international horse coming over. Um, reads really well as well. It's got a good... Rating. Um, I'm going to go Shebley here. I think pretty good form to go off over in um, Eagle Farm. Um, $17 and $4 for a place. Oh, no, sorry, $19 and $4.60 for a place punter. So that's pretty nice. Um, but, yeah, looking pretty nice. Craig Williams on board. I'm going to give it a chance here in the in the Gold Cup. Mate, if this gets up, I won't be able to catch you. I'm already 20 points behind you in this tip-off. Um but, I mean, I'm going with Canberra Legend. It just wins, surely, right? His benchmark rating is only 90, guys, but Hidden Legend absolutely smashed some of our strongest staying horses on Everest Day with, like, a 74 rating. And this horse, the stable mate, can definitely do the same. McAvoy rides bottom weight. Um, actually, not quite bottom weight. Second bottom weight with 53 kilos in the back. Um, tricky draw, but, I mean... I think if McAvoy can get him a clear under the line, he just wins. Uh, especially with the predicted wet deck, the wetter the better for this sort of horse. Uh, $2.60 on double. Price I'm very happy with. It's Canberra legend for me in the Gold Cup. All right, mate, we'll move over to Flemington. We'll touch on the three big races there. We've got the Coolmore, the Derby, and the Empire Rose. We'll start with the Coolmore stud stakes. I'll move down the field. And this punters, this is the best race in Melbourne on the day. Better than the Derby. That's right, I said it. Just listen to this field. 
Shinzo, Cylinder, Don Corleone, V8, Kings Gambit, Stepardi, Arkansas Kid, Snapback, She Light, I Am Unstoppable, Osmosis, oh Yeah Boy, Mexico, Butch Cassidy, Moravia, Salui, Nadal, Tis Invincible, Stretton Angel, Treasure Way. My goodness. Stack, stack, stacked. Um, yeah, wow. Not often. You're, you've got Tis Invincible, who was going around at $3 in Sydney, is now at $16. You've got, you know, your, your Step Hardys who came third in the Guineas at $11. I mean, yes, weird setup, the Guineas back 1400 down the straight. But, I mean, Step Hardy has a great straight line speed. So I would not be shocked at all if it gets up. It's a very strong horse. Put it in a straight line, it should be able to go, go, go. Don Corleone at $61, crazy price there. Cylinder's your favourite at $3.60 currently on Dabble. Shinzo at $7. Probably, I reckon, Shinzo... Looking for the breeding barn if it doesn't run well here. Um, but yeah, mate, what are your thoughts? A monster party here, eleven dollars, three dollars fifty for a place. Um, love cylinder, um, love Shinzo. I uh, I love this race. One of the probably the best race of the day in my opinion. Um, it's the party though. I I think it's a good value chance. What, what price do you give it at? Um, it is currently eleven dollars to win and three dollars fifty to place on. Perfect. So yeah. Can definitely go each way on that punters. So yeah, I'm very happy. I think we already know who I'm going to be on. Osmosis, baby. Um, unfortunately, the, the futures bet hasn't come off. I had him at $9 and he's starting at $13. Um, but yeah, set for this race, the entire prep. I'm forgiving him off last run. One bad run does not make a bad horse. I'll say it again. I'm hoping he bounces back. If he can handle the straight and his jump out said he did, I'm pretty sure he ran the quickest jump out times of the day even quicker than the likes of, you know, your cylinders and your King's Gambit. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say King's Gambit's not going to run a place. I know he blew Osmosis away last start, but we know that King's Gambit, down the straight, very average horse. It, not not very good, despite finishing third first up there. Like, it should have really smashed in that race, and it only finished three lengths off them by quite a margin third there. So I reckon it's not going to place here. I just don't think it's a straight horse. That's a big thing with this race, punters. You need horses that can handle the straight. So maybe Tis Invincible goes down there. Like I said, $16 might be a big price, but it might not handle the straight. So, But Osmosis, $13 to win, $4 to place each way. I love him. He's one of my favourite horses going around right now. I've said he's going to win this race for months, so I'd look like an idiot if I jumped off, no matter if he runs last or if he runs first. I've got to stick by him. I've been telling people to get on in the futures constantly, so I'd look pretty stupid to jump off now. So as we move to the Empire Rose, we'll save the Derby for last. Um, special race in our hearts, mate. Last year, won by Ice Bath after we had quite the heated debate, and you told the world, fuck you, Ice Bath wins. And, <laughs> and they laughed did. at you. And what happened at one at about $16 or something like that. Genius. Um, all-time Nick quote there, because that's all you had to say when it came to the analysis. I was given big spiels and you went, no, no, no. F you, Ice Bath wins. So we've got <laughs> Alcohol Free, who seemed to bounce back last week and could be a cheeky play here. Princess Grace, Hope in Your Heart, A Tissue, Hinged, Foxy Frieda, Renaissance Swimming, Barbie's Fox, Wrote to Arataki, Pride Jenny, Deny Knowledge, Life Lessons, Shuffle Dancer, Wish All Last, Osprey Flirt, More Secrets, and Jenny Lala. And your favourite at $5, incredibly, is Alcohol Free. Yeah. Um, I, I, remember, <laughs> I remember your face when I went, fuck you, Ice Bath wins. And it was pretty funny. Anyhow, um, I'm on Princess Grace here, punters. Um, Price unsure. Seven dollars fifty to win, two dollars sixty-five to place. Um, twelfth barrier, bit of an issue, but 
Geez, got some good form to go off, punters. Um, what, second place behind Mr. Brightside, fourth place behind Mr. Brightside? Yeah, it looks pretty nice to me. 1,400 metres is probably its best distance, but the 1,600, I'll give it a chance here. Um, it's been pretty pretty good this prep, and I reckon it's a good chance in the Empire Rose. Yeah, mate. Um, look, should have won with a leg in the air last start. Failed at very short odds, but I think can bounce back here. She deserves to get a group one this prep after coming narrow seconds to the likes of the bright sides, the fangirls. They're the best at the mile in the country at the moment, as we saw going one and two in the King's Charles Stakes. So that's great form to have. $7.50 to win, $2.65 to place. I have to side with him, mate. Princess Grace, hopefully she gets up and gets that group one she deserves. As we move to the Derby, the main event at Flemington, of course, um, I'm pretty sure none of these horses are nominated to continue on to the Melbourne Cup, which, you know, the last few years you've had a few Derby runners try to continue on there, but all of these horses are probably coming here for their last start of the prep before they go away and then come back in the autumn for their autumn Derby preps, maybe even, you know, your spring champions for those that really want to, your, um, your Sydney Cups even. But... um. You've got Apulia, Verdad, Air Assault, Riff Rocket, $2 favourite, Sunsets, Make a Call, Gold Bullion, Gates, Kasegi, Balawayu, I think that's how you say it, Sacred Eagle, Roguery, <laughs> Mercante, to be frank, Warialda Warrior, and Tokyo Run. Jeez, I'd love to hear the call of Balawayu if that gets up at $71. I don't, see, I don't, I don't know what it is. I can't speak English. Balawayu, I think. I, I think. Ugh. Don't quote me, punters. Um, <laughs> yeah, Riff Rocket's your short favourite after what it did last time it was out at Flemington. Absolutely gapped them. But um, I don't love that price in such an open race. You always got to look for more value than $2. Um, I say that, but my tips are purely at $4.40. Um, on the week back up, but I mean super, super strong late at Mooney Valley. Um, if it's able to do that in the straight at Mooney Valley, I can't wait to see what it does at the Flemington straight. Soon as it gets into that turn, I want you know Mark Zara to press that button, and I think it's really going to go on with the job. Um, Zara is in a massive purple patch of form. I think he rode three, four, maybe even five winners over the Cox Plate ca- um, Carnival last week in the Friday and Saturday. He's on fire. Um, so yeah, four dollars forty on a Pulia. That's going to be my tip in the Derby. What about you, mate? I want a roof rocket. Uh, call me boring, but I think Jamax's gone down there for a reason, mate, and he's going to win the Derby. Um, it's going to win. I think, in my opinion. Fair enough, mate. Um, alrighty, mate. Time to discuss the Golden Eagle. It's a, a new race. It's only been around for four years, hence why we don't have many stats and facts to go through. I know you liked it for the uh, the Cox Plate punters and the Caulfield Cup, but unfortunately, with four years, we don't have a big sample size to go on. Um, but yeah, so Nick, Golden Eagle, what are your thoughts on the field that's been assembled before we go runner by runner? Um, first of all, it's, a g- it's going to be a great day at Rose Hill. I'm very excited. I'm going to be, both of us will be down there. So, um, yes, so say hello if you see us. 100%. Um, looking forward to it. The race looks pretty good. Um, I'm pretty excited. It's pretty open. There's a couple of different horses I reckon got a good chance and I'm pretty happy. Um, the way it's come out in the end, I think it's a lot of the top horses in the show. And then obviously one, um, Japanese horse coming across. Yes. So it looks nice. I'm pretty happy with it. Not going to lie. Yeah, um, I don't know. Uh, the the field kind of fell away a little bit. I was saying quite early that it was going to be the race of the spring before the King's Charles Stakes field really started to get bolstered and this sort of started to fall away. You had your likes of um, your yellow brick didn't gain a start. 
Uh, a few others opted to go elsewhere to bigger races um, throughout the carnival. But I still think it's a very quality field. You've got multiple Group 1 winners um, amongst the field. So, I mean... I really like it because it's... I like it because these are horses that we've followed through autumn, through spring now, and they've made their way to win a Group 1, potentially. So it's, that's, it's a lot of horses that I personally know a bit more about than a lot of, obviously, international horses coming over. Um, Cox Plate, obviously, was a tough one. Um, but this one, it's a lot of lower horses that have just come into probably Group 1 level. Like, they're, a lot of them are probably not as proven at Group 1 level as, obviously, your, your other races. So I'm pretty excited for this one. Yeah, and of course, punters, this isn't a Group 1 level race, but it's a Group 1 field. I yeah. think eventually it'll get to Group 1 status, just like the Everest. Uh, PVL's a genius. He creates these races he gets the best fields it'll get group one status eventually whenever that happens who knows but treat it like it's a group one because the field's stacked it is every year four-year-old exclusive they're the best four-year-olds in the country and you know 20 horses wide going around rose hill it's gonna be a cracker but before we get into any sort of analysis mate we need to just have a quick thank you to our sponsors first of which Dabble, the wagering partner of this episode. Any odds you hear, corrective time of recording, of course, is on a Wednesday night, um, will be written, sorry, um, read from Dabble. Okay, so if you want to go on the Dabble app and download it today, use the code MOXSPORTS when downloading to let them know we sent you, and you can use these odds. There's some cracking odds going around on the Dabble app for sure, isn't it? 100%, mate. Um, we love Dabble. They're Massive supporters of us, and we thank them for, for helping us out. So, yeah, um, this podcast will be brought to you by them. So, loving it. As well, if you uh, want to get on our tips at the end of the uh, the podcast, head dabble. Use the copy bet button to put it straight into your bet slip. Put as much money on as you want. If you do so, make sure to gamble responsibly. Set a deposit limit and think about what you can be buying instead. And, Nick, I ask you, have you ever wanted to own a horse on a big race day like this? 100%, mate. Um, I have, and unfortunately, I've got a lot of horses running around, but they're not running around in any good um, races like this. I think Cheerful Legend was our best one, and it was a midway, um, midway win. But look, yeah, yeah, not too I, bad. Cardinal Gem last year, one of our mates um, had that in in the Golden Eagle. So yeah, I know what it's like to own a horse on a um, day like this. My horse, highly desired, ran in the Four Pillars midway. And uh, it actually ran pretty good, to be uh, honest. Probably one of its better runs of the career. It finished in front of different strokes. Another horse we had a stake in that day, as we thought it would be the other way around. Um, but, yeah, ran really good that day. So I know what it's like to be in the owner's section, and it was thrilling. Rubbing shoulders with some of the biggest names in racing. And you, too, can also experience this. Head to strata.com now, our other sponsors for the pod. They've got a marketplace punters on their website. Think realestate.com, think carsforsale.com, but with horses. Head to strata.com, head to their marketplace. You can sort through the best trainers, the best syndicators. Everything is on there for you to sort through, find the best available yearlings, the best available two-year-olds. Some of them are ready to go to the races. So if you want a quick turnaround, head there, look for all of these available horses that you can buy shares of 5%, 10%, 15%, 20%, as much as you want to outlay. You can talk to the trainers and syndicators directly, directly through Stridal, and you can start owning a horse, and hopefully one day you get to a Golden Eagle Day, Golden Slipper Day, Derby Day, okay? Chase your racing dreams today. Get shopping with Stridal. 100%. And thank you for sponsoring this pod. So, Nick, 
we head to the analysis part of the podcast. So like usual punters, we're going to go runner by runner, determine if they're contenders or pretenders, tell you why they can win, tell you why they can't win. And of course, each price as we'll read them out is on Dabble now. If you want to go on Dabble and look through the odds and snag a bet, if you like the sound of those odds, do so as you wish. Um, but things to consider about the day is it's sunny in Sydney right now, but according to the weathermen, late Friday night, the rain's supposed to come down and it's supposed to continue all the way through Saturday. They're even predicting that we could get upwards of maybe eight mils and a bit of a, a thunderstorm early on in the day. So while the track is currently a good four, if the weathermen are correct, rain comes down, I can see us getting past soft five into the soft six, seven territory, hopefully not to the heavy because no one likes to see a race like this get ruined by a heavy track, but it, it could be wet. So that's something you need to think about, punters. Wet Rose Hill can get very, very boggy, okay? So you need to be able to pick a horse that can get it done both in the dry, if it ends up being dry, and the wet. So we can't be looking at just swimmers. We can't be looking at just dry trackers. That's something that you need to really take into consideration. Is there anything else before runners rise that you think people need to think about at Rose Hill? Um, not necessarily. I think the weather is obviously the, probably the biggest one. And then obviously we get into it a bit later, but barriers is going to be a big one coming into this one with the big fields. But um, nothing in particular to Rose Hill, mate. Okay, mate. We'll go through runner by runner now, starting with Hawaii Five O uh, at four dollars twenty to win. Joint favorite currently on Dabble. Hawaii Five O, mate. What are your thoughts? Yeah, barrier four to start. So contender, in my opinion, um, sixth place in the Everest after running out of barrier ten is pretty impressive, in my opinion. Um, fell two lengths behind. Think about it. It's pretty good form to go off. Race behind. Sorry, race prior to that ran second behind. Think about it again and only lost by a nose. Nash rode him perfectly in that race and retains for the Eagle, which is another positive. Up to the 1,500 is probably the biggest worry. However, raced at the 1,400 in Queensland and, again, was behind Think About It. So his race behind Think About It quite often, um, which is definitely good form to go off. Obviously, you're Everest winner. And then, yeah, decent to read into, so it has to be a contender in my eyes. Yeah, mate, serious contender here. Uh, joint favourite for a reason. Drawn an absolute peach, gets Nash on back on and he's back out into a distance that probably suits it a bit more. I've always thought going into the Everest, of course, the winner, think about it, was able to get it done at that distance, can get it done at many distances, but I thought that horse as well as Hawaii Five-0 is definitely better suited out to those 13, 14, 15, even 1,600-metre um, races. So never gone beyond the 1,400, but races like he should absolutely eat up the 1,500, like I said. Fourth up here. He's had this race in mind for the majority of the prep. I feel like the Everest was probably just a little bit of a, uh, a sidestep. You know, it, the opportunity presented itself. Why not take it? Um, conditions won't scare him as well. He's one of the most versatile runners, in my opinion. You can't go wrong with backing him. If you put money on him, I think you're going to get a decent run, no matter what the weather conditions are. Whatever the track bias happens, I think, you know, Hawaii 5 is one of those horses. What you see is what you get. He's going to put in a strong run. Um, we move to attrition, mate. $23 to win, $5.50 to place on Dabble. Barry 19. Um, call me crazy. I'm going contender. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. I'd say this is probably my roughy chance um, of the race. Um, I don't have too many roughy chances of the race. Um, Barry 19 is obviously the biggest worry, but I think um, attrition will settle into the midfield towards the back a little bit and swoop across. Had a good run at Caulfield at the 1600 and won at similar odds, if you read into that punters. Um, 
But yeah, Barry 19 is pretty hard, but did beat Amelia's Jewel. So it's going to be my roughy chance, which I had to include once. It's going to be a contender for mine. Look, that 19th barrier, I think it just gets way back and gets stuck in a hell of a lot of traffic. Um, so I'm going to go pretender there. Um, big thing with the barriers at Rose Hill, uh, the wider you are, obviously, the less chance you have in any race. But Rose Hill, the way you turn into the straight, it's it's less of a curve than other tracks. It's, yeah. it's a sharper sort of edge, which is why you don't really want to swing very wide on Rose Hill because you're already giving your, those horses that are on the fence another 5, 10 metres as they quickly cut that corner and skip off. So the thing with attrition here, and also Rose Hill not as wide as a Randwick, so 20 horses spread across Rose Hill, you can imagine not many gaps will open up. So I think that 19th barrier gets too far back. I'm going to have to pan attrition here. Uh, we got Pericles, mate. Thirteen dollars to win, four dollars to place. Barrier one, uh, contender. Last run at the thirteen hundred, fell one length behind Vienna Princess. Ben Mellon obviously comes up for the ride. Not sure how you can look into that. I know you're personally not too much of a fan of his. Um, two wins before that, the fourteen hundred meters is positive. But this is definitely the hardest field this um, this Geldings had to face. So uh, I'll give it a contender status, but um, yeah, it's gonna be tough. Yeah, I mean, I don't love the jockey booking. Would have preferred to have yeah. Zach Lloyd on it. And that's not often you'll hear me say that because taking an apprentice over a uh, seasoned jockey, usually you want the seasoned jockey on. But Zach Lloyd knows this horse way more than a Ben Mellon does. Um, but, I mean, jockey aside, you'd think he rolls forward from that first barrier, sits in the leading bunch or just behind them. If Mellon goes back, it's over. Like I mentioned, uh, I don't think many gaps will present itself late in the race. Uh, as long as he can get him a clear run to the line, I think he's one of the best chances in the race. So contender for sure with Pericles. Uh, Golden Mile, uh, another Godolphin runner here. This is what Zach Lloyd rides. Um, $26 to win, $6 to place. Nick, what are your thoughts? Uh, I'll go pretender here. Um, similar to attrition with the barrier, I, I just think um, Golden Mile likes to sit probably a bit closer up near the lead, up and towards the pace. He'll have to burn a lot of petrol to get there. He will have to burn a lot of petrol to get there, and I think it'll be too much for him. I think the only way is if he settles back, and that's against how he usually runs. So I think he's a bit of a pretender in my eyes. I just don't think that he can win from that barrier. If he, if he draws a better barrier, by all means, I think he's a definite contender. But um, for this one, for his type of race style, I don't think he's a contender. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. Third in the Epsom uh like, great four months to go off. Coming into it, he was looking like a decent chance. Um, you know, Lloyd choosing to ride him probably also gives you another bit of uh, confidence there that he was a probably one of the stronger Godolphin chances. Um, but, I mean, he could have rolled forward, given them something to chase, but he's drawn 18. He probably gets trapped wide. Won't help him at all. Petrol spent. Only thing that brings him into it is his affection for Rose Hill. All of his good stuff in his career has happened at Rose Hill. So that's the only thing that really brings him into it. But apart from that, pretender for me. As we move on to Kovalika here, ridden by Tommy Berry, um, $10 to win, $3.30 to place, bypass the Cox Plate to come here specifically. They probably could have grained a start in the Cox Plate if they decided to go there, but Chris Waller has sent him to the Golden Eagle. So what are your thoughts? Uh, Barry 16, going contender, was probably my leading chance in this race before the barrier draw, in my opinion, I thought. Been running pretty decently. Came fifth in the King's Charles Stakes behind, obviously, Fangirl and Mr. Brightside. Um, but, yeah, the barrier is not kind here. Um, similar to attrition, I think should settle in the midfield slash near the back of the midfield. 
So it's going to be a contender in my eyes, but it will be tough from that barrier. Um, like I said, if it draws anything less, like probably 12 less, um, 12 and under is what I meant by that, um, it was one of my leading chances. So I 100% agree with you. If he'd drawn a better barrier, I probably would have had him much higher on the list. He could have even been my top tip. Um, but thanks to his fantastic turn of foot, he's still in this. Okay, He will go back. Hopefully he doesn't give them too much of a start as he had has done in previous uh, runs this prep. But, I mean, Tommy Berry is the jockey to get him over the line here. If he times it perfectly and is a bit more proactive, gets him onto the back of that midfield, swings him not too wide, but swings him towards the outside as soon as they hit that straight, I think he can maybe gun him down. If he'd drawn a better barrier, he would have been in it up to his neck. He can't draw a barrier. He keeps drawing out wide. He, no luck, this horse. But, uh, yeah, contender for sure, Kovalika. As we move into Redina, the Epsom winner, $31 to win, $7 to place on Dabble, mate. What are your thoughts? Um, seem to kind of go backwards a little bit, I thought, in the um, Kings Charles. Just um, wasn't good signs at the 1600. Probably just coming. Um, probably, I think, probably its last race before it probably spells if it doesn't do well. I'm going to go pretender. I just don't think... It, I think it's just not matched for the, this field. Um, yeah, not too much else to say. I, obviously, that Epsom win was awesome, but um, coming into this field at the 1500 as well, I just don't see it um, getting onto it. It's just... It's gotten used to the 1600. It's always hard to go back into the 15 as well, so it's going to be um, not for me. Yeah, as the Epsom winner, you have to respect it. Epsom winners always run well in this race, usually when they go here. Um but I mean, it's an interesting. Uh, it's I'm going to go pretender. Drawn perfectly to feature in the finish. If he'd drawn wider, a definite pretender straight off the bat. Because like you said, that Kings Charles Stakes, he didn't really go on with the job after winning the Epsom. You know, you thought, okay, maybe he's actually really up to the task of being with some of the best milers in the country, and then got shown up by the likes of Fangirl, Mr. Brightside. But I mean, drops back to the age grade. That might help a bit. But I just can't see it winning. Thus, is a pretender, mate. Um, Osipenko, $13 to win, $14 to place. Barrier 8, um, contender. Raised 10th in the Turnbull. Stakes earlier in the month. Um, comes back to the 1500 and runs against easier opponents this time around. It's been stuck behind Mr. Brightside and Fangirl this prep. And I think the Waller team have pulled a beauty of a barrier for him. Um, loves racing at Rose Hill as well. Four races Four starts, sorry, two wins and one in the placing. So it's pretty good to read into for me. So I think it's a definite contender, if not one of the leading contenders. Um, yeah, wow. Um, it, it's you, you look through the form lines and you've got to think this horse should not be $13. Fangirl, Brightside, Romantic Warrior, Alligator Blood. That's like the A-est of the A-grade forms in the country you could possibly have. And it drops back to horses that are strong, but albeit aren't your fangirls, brightsides, romantic warrior, cox plate winner, um, and your alligator blood. So, I mean, drawn absolutely perfect in barrier eight, which should allow him to get into a stalking position on the back of those leading pack, if not at the, just the top of the midfield. Um, I think he'll launch late. I would be shocked, absolutely shocked to my core to see him finishing out of the top six. I think that love of Rose Hill... Doesn't really matter what conditions are dished up. Uh, he has the form to be winning a race like this. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he breaks away from them late and just goes on with the job. 100% a contender. Best form in the race by a mile. 
uh, as we go to straight ASAR, $41 to win, $8.50 to place. Yeah, it's only a couple, couple of weeks ago I was racing at the Benchmark 88 and the Benchmark 72. Yeah, so. midway to Golden Eagle. Could be another Shelby 66 situation here, um, mate, if it wins. Yeah, but uh, I'll go Pretender here. Uh, yeah, Pretender for me as well. Great Barra, flying, but can't see him winning. Place at very, very best with straight ASAR. Um, like he was in the Silver Eagle, managed to find his way into the uh, placings and bumped up that trifecta price for the lucky people that were able to snag it. Shout out to you, Miss Mock. Uh, Communist, $91 to win, $21 to place. Yeah, no chance. This time last year, I'd say he's 100% within a shot. I wouldn't have thought you'd ever see this horse at a $91 price, but wow, he's fallen off a cliff. Beaten six lengths by Redina in the Epsom, who I believe is a pretender, so that doesn't really <laughs> read amazing, does it, mate? So uh, pretender for Communist. Uh, Coin Toss, the Singapore Raider over here at 101 and $23 to place. Thoughts, mate? Um, yeah, ninth in the Silver Eagle. Doesn't really read too good. I think it's pretender. I just not gonna waste my time here. Uh yeah. Um didn't really get a best chance in the Silver Eagle, got stuck in traffic, but still. Uh car park draw here as well. Uh oh, gee, I'd love to see him get up, but I mean he's opened at hundred to one for a reason. Uh Knight's Choice, uh hundred to one and twenty one dollars to place. Thoughts? No. Nah. I'm gonna say pretender as well. I'll just say I've got a I feel really bad for the owners. Dominated the Brisbane Carnival. Was offered, I think, a mil or two mil by Hong Kong. And they said, no, 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 This horse will make that and then some in Australia. And then I, I just uh, don't think it's going to get anywhere near that in prize money. Um, he's had two very plain runs in two very plain fields so far, so I don't think he'll be winning a Golden Eagle. Now, the Japanese Raider, mate. Obam Burumai. Good luck saying that. Five times fast, $11 to win, $3.50 to place on Dabble. Mate, what are your thoughts and why? Always hard with the international horses um, when you haven't been able to watch their stuff real live. You've got to do a bit of research here, punters. Um, I'm going to go and call him Obam. Um, just to Obam for short. Yeah, just to get rid of that little language barrier we have. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it's read well. Um, obviously, it's one... All of its races except for two, um, three wins from five starts um, and two of them were in the placings. Um, and I believe one was at group one level, which is good to read into for me. Um, I think it's a contender. I, I don't want to rule it out. Um, but yeah, it looks pretty nice. Um, it's race at the distance. looks pretty good. First up record looks pretty nice as long as it's travelled over, which it has. Um, Josh Parsons is pretty confident as well. So we'll, we'll go uh, contender. Uh, yeah, um, I'm going to say contender as well. I'll say contender purely because the Japs always deadly. You never really want to pen them just in case they come out and absolutely uh, dominate. Um, he's 100% the biggest X factor in this race. He's settled into the country very well by all accounts. I've spoken to some people out at the um, yeah. Canterbury Centre. They say he's probably um, the best of the internationals that have come through when it comes to settling into the country. Um Good sign. So, I mean, his Japanese form's up there with the best of them, like you said. And, I mean, the only thing, the only negative to this horse is the fact that the late jockey switch, Josh Parr might be confident, but his Japanese jockey was originally scheduled to be on and he got injured in Tokyo over the weekend, so he couldn't make the trip. Um, that's literally the only negative to go on. If you're big on late jockey switches, that's really the only thing that could ward you off this horse. On paper, he looks pretty... 
pretty bomb-proof when it comes to putting in a strong effort, in my opinion. I, I would think he would definitely be there or thereabouts. Um, new Endeavour at $81, $17 to place, mate. Uh, pretender. I just don't see a, how it can get it done. Um, it's another international horse, obviously. Ran in the Silver Eagle and came 11th, 4.7 lengths behind. Um, yeah, not too, nothing too serious to me. Yeah, so. if you haven't been able to tell already, we think the uh, Silver Eagle form is pretty average to go off, except for a couple of horses, you know, your Pericles and then the Vienna Princesses, as we'll discuss later. Um, but yeah, 11th in a Silver Eagle doesn't read very well at all. Not interested here, Pretender. Age of Kings, $41 to win, $8.50. It's tough, mate. Um, this is another international one, but um, Waller does pretty well. Obviously, with these international horses that come over. He buys some very good horses. He does. Um, It's one at Royal Ascot before, which is a good read. Um, It was his last start, actually, sorry, before it it came over here um, at the 1400. So, I don't know if you want to read into that, punters. Personally, I won't. Um, Craig Williams on board is a great jockey, however. Um, It's been backed in heavily so far. Open at $81, as I've read, um, doing my research. But, um, yeah, wow, $46.00. I think, what would you say? Uh, $41. $41, sorry. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go Pretender, but um, I can respect it. Yeah, there's one horse that comes along in every field, if you've watched these, that I say uh, Pretender, but I'll happily shake the hand of the person who backs it if it wins and say, yeah, you're a better man than me because I'm very, uh, I'm willing to risk it because his form lines are probably B-class for Europe and his trials have been very, very plain. Um, but you always need to keep an eye on the international. So watch for that late market push. If he drifts, stay away. If he comes in and comes in hard, probably maybe spec him $5 just in case. Because, I mean, here's the interesting thing with this horse. I noticed that he was about at 30-plus in the ballot order during the week, and I straight away said he's going to get a start. There's no way he doesn't get a start. Just like last year, racing New South Wales did what some were calling a bit of a dodgy and bumped the rating up of Wellwall to get it into the race after Chris Waller bought it specifically for the Golden Eagle. He's bought Age of Kings specifically for the Golden Eagle. So I don't know how he got up in the ballot of order to 12th or 14th, like he ended up from 30. Maybe there was just bulk scratchings. Maybe there was a little um, favour done from Racing New South Wales. Who knows? But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to risk it. But, I, again, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets up and I'm happy to... Shake the hand of those who back it. Uh, Galeron, $126 to win, $26 to place. I'm going to say Pretender, but with his form behind Paddington, which has done wonders for West Wind Blows, don't be shocked if he's running better than the price suggests. That's all I'll say. I don't think he wins, but I don't think he should be at $126 based on that form. What are your thoughts? No, no chance. Um, now we get to the horse that we love to debate on this podcast, <laughs> Amelia's Jewel. Let's have a chat, mate. Amelia's Jewel. We could chat about this horse all night. Um, $4.20 joint favourite with a Hawaii 5.0. Um, those are the only two horses that you can't get at each way odds currently with Dabble. Uh, but watch the market. It could move. Um, Nick, I'll let you go first. Contender, in my opinion. Um, I'll get that out of the way for you punters. Um, the only real concern, a great horse. I'm going to forgive its two-rack run. Um, however, from reports... Of what we've heard, it really, really, really was shocked at the Shurak by the amount of people there, the helicopters, the loud noise, just wasn't able to perform on the big stage. And this is another big stage. I don't know if there'll be helicopters there for the Eagle. 
Um, probably not, to be honest. But there'll be drones. I don't know if there'll be helicopters. I don't think there'll be helicopters. But um, it just doesn't seem to. She just doesn't seem to look like that. She really took in the big field, um, which is a worry for me. But I'm going to back it off. It's absolute. Brilliant sectionals over at Moody Valley. Broke a track record at the 1600. Great horse. Um, yeah, Damien Lane comes up. Um, Favourite for a reason. Contender. Okay. So, give me three reasons why it's a pretender, Cashy. Well, I mean, do I want to say it's a pretender? Do I want to? Um, but I'll give you three reasons why I'm not having my money on, whether it's a contender or a pretender. Um, like you said, Soon as she got pressured in the two rack, she went to water, both on the track and off the track. Didn't love the occasion. Got real worked up in the yard. Didn't like the fans. Didn't like the helicopter. Didn't like much about the day. So, I mean, you need to be able to perform in that environment. Golden Eagle won't be as loud as a two rack, maybe not, but it'll be loud. So, that's one reason. Another reason, the doctors found nothing wrong with her. They were... Very, very, very much so trying to find something wrong with her. They couldn't find anything as much as I found out when I went researching, which means it was a bad run. It wasn't pulled up lame, wasn't cardiac arrhythmia. She had a bad run. But I will say, of course, one bad run doesn't make a bad horse. And the other negative is this whole thing about the blinkers, Nick, that's come out recently. The trainer seems hell-bent that she is twice the horse she is with blinkers on compared to without blinkers. So why the hell isn't she wearing them? Apparently it was a lock. Yeah, we'll take her down to Sydney. Blinkers go on. She is way better horse with blinkers on than without them. So we're definitely putting them on. And they haven't put them on. So in my opinion, I think it's just a whole lot of yap, mate. I think it's a whole lot of yap. Excuses, excuses, I say. They were trying to find something. Doctors couldn't find anything. All of a sudden, nah, she's a blinkers horse, man. Yeah, we're whacking them on. Where are they? Where are the blinkers? That's all I will say when it comes to the negatives. Positives, like I said, one bad run doesn't make a bad horse. Um, obviously, I think the media got way too hyped about this horse. I said it over and over again. But she is a top 10 to 15 horse in the country right now. <laughs> that is inexcusable. I can say that she is the top of the B grade. She, she doesn't top, get to she say... She might be top 100. <laughs> she's top 100. But like everyone's saying, oh, she's top five horse. No, she's not. She is top of the B grade right now. Superstardom awaits her if she wins on the weekend to jump into that A grade and gets to say, I am one of the best horses in the country. I have mandated that all the way through this prep. I said at the start of the season, she was going to be no good. She proved me wrong there. She's clearly good. But is she great? This is her test. This is her measuring stick. Is she going to just be the horse that won a couple of group ones over in WA, came over here and, you know, messed around with a couple of group two fields and placed in a couple of group ones? Or is she going to be the Golden Eagle winner who comes back in the autumn and wins a couple more group ones? Or is she going to go back to WA with her tail tucked between her legs? This is the measuring stick. I'm going to say contend up, but I am not having my money anywhere near it. It's simply a watch and learn. I want to see if... Amelia's jewel proved me right or wrong, and I'm happy either way. Trifecta play. Uh, Ruthless Dame made as we move on. $23 to win, $5.50 on Dabble. Uh, I just don't think it can. It came second, obviously, behind Espiona. Um, does drop for uh, three and a half kilos, sorry, um, which is probably a benefit. Sam Clipperton on board, but 20th barrier is pretty bad. Um, when this horse... Isn't that good, in my opinion. Fifth place in the um, Silver Eagle as well. 
Yeah. Pretender. I have a bit of time for this horse, but not from that barrier. Um, last time she was that wide, over 1,500 at Rose Hill. She finished 10th in a Cornwall Classic. Would need to improve to be winning here. Exotics only for Ruthless Dame. So we move to the New Zealand Raider, Legato. $8 to win, $2.70 to five to place. Mate, what are your thoughts? If we get a lot of rain, this is a genuine chance. Obviously, over in New Zealand, it's a bit less hot, a bit less firm. I know it says that it's probably a good track, but it's always a little bit softer. Their good's there. different. They are good. Yeah. So um, if it gets wet, by all means, punters, I definitely respect a bet on this. Um, beat attrition at Flemington. Um, was it? Early? I think it was the start of this year, wasn't it? Yeah, the Australian Guineas. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, if it gets wet, punters, it's, de- it's it's a contender either way. But if it's a gets real wet, get soft on. six, soft seven, I'd be on it for sure. So yeah. Legato, absolutely drawn perfectly, genuine Group One winner, will get the trip, has a strong rider, can deal with whatever conditions get thrown her way, and she'll be one of the strongest late. If she gets a clear under the line, watch out. She ticks literally every box possible to be somewhere in the finish. So I think. If you put her out of any exotics, you're a madman. Uh, yeah. Uh, they, they Everyone's going on about how the top three chances in the race have all drawn next to each other. And, I mean, they're not entirely wrong. Okay? Barriers four, five, and six are all quality horses. So they're all drawn to do great things, as is this one from that sixth barrier I believe she's in. Am I correct in saying that? Yep. Yep. So, yeah, I I think, again, like Hawaii five zero. Can't go wrong with this horse. If you put money yep. on, I'm telling you, you've definitely got a great chance. Yeah. Um, to add to that as well, punters, if you're a bit worried about your international horses with travelling, obviously New Zealand, it's not that far away. Yeah, New Zealand horses come over all the time. Yeah. So it's, uh, in my opinion, I wouldn't worry about that too much, obviously, because it's only like a, what, three hours? Yeah. That's the same as them Same going as going over to Perth. Perth, same as pretty much going to Melbourne. Almost, unless they fly, which is less. But if they drive down, same as yeah, same as the Queensland's, similar yeah. to Queensland going to Victoria, New South Wales, or Victoria over to Perth. Um, if you want to read into it like yeah. that, Fiona Princess, thirty-one dollars to win, seven dollars to place. I'm going to go contender, mate. She is flying. This is a different kettle of fish, obviously. As we said, the Silver Eagle form isn't that great, apart from a couple of horses, that being Pericles and Vienna Princess, the only horses I want to take out of that race. She would not shock me one bit running a place, and the way she's running, I know they've been in fields that are weaker than some of the ones we've been through, but she is ready to run a career best. The thing with this race is you've got to find those that are ready to peak career-wise. Okay, You need to find those ones that are on the up, and she is definitely one that is on the up, she can definitely have that improvement to get over the top of them. I think $31, I'd be marking her much less. Um, definite, definite respect if you're chucking five bucks each way on this horse. What are your thoughts? Pretender in my mind. I just don't think she's come from the benchmark 88. Won the Silver Eagle, which is impressive, I guess, but not enough to win the Golden Eagle. I, do. I, I, will don't, s- I don't see her winning. I will say no Silver Eagle winner has run better than eighth. In a golden eagle, I think. But I think she can be one to set that record a little bit better. Get it, you know, your six, your fifth, fourth, three, two, pretender. maybe even one. Pretender, pretender, pretender. Uh, well, we come to the final horse in the field that's the biggest pretender out there. I have no idea why it's in the field. Dale. Rosetta. Dale um, Gibbons on board, yeah, our boy. If it really wins. Dill Gibbons, the only way it gets up, I think. Yeah, uh, pretender. Um, but shout out to Dill, getting a ride in the cup on a Kita Sushi. So. 
Hopefully that horse uh, runs really good. We'll talk about it in our Melbourne Cup runner-by-runner. But, mate, we've been through it now. We've gone pretender versus contender. We've actually sided with most of the same here. Um, So I'll be interested to see where your money's going. Okay, so who have you got to win the race? Who are you... If you're going to put, say, you've got 20 bucks to spend on the winner, where are you putting it? Look, my money's changing on track conditions. That is what I need to make firmly clear. If it stays... How we think, and there's not much rain that stays good. It's around the soft five, six, seven. Soft five, good. I'm not too sure because who knows? It might not rain. The weatherman can never be right these days. True. Stays dry, only gets a little bit of rain. My boy Obam coming from Japan is going to be my tip. Wowee, the Jap. The Jap, if we get a lot of rain and it gets into your heavies, soft seven and above, I'm going Legato. Interesting. You're all over the internationals, eh? I'm, I'm liking the internationals this year. Um, in saying that, I really, really, really respect Hawaii Five-0. Yeah, don't blame you. I think that's the better of the two favourites, in my opinion, your Hawaii Five-0s. Uh, but you're on Obam. That's your top o- tip. Obam at the moment. If we get into the soft track, I'm changing my tip. Simple as that. Fair enough. I mean, Obam, the Jap, mate, if you get up, Few girls be asking Denmo Bungo Wa. That's right. I remember my year eight Japanese. What? What's your phone number in Japanese? God, mate, I remember. That's dribbly. Shout, shout out to my Japanese teacher who told me. I'd I'm not going to try and repeat what Japanese. you just said because we will get in a bit of trouble. I think. No, but, I, um, I believe I pronounced Denmo Bungo Wa perfectly. Denmo Bungo Wa. Denmo Bungo Wa. Yeah, Denmo Bungo Wa. What's your phone number if Obam gets up? Um, I'm going Osapenko. <laughs> $13 to win, yeah, $4 to place on Dabble. Um, again, like I said, I just can't believe the price that you're getting for a horse that's been running around with the bright sides, the fangirls, the romantic warriors, the bloods. It is the best form possibly in the country for any race, let alone a race here where it drops back to a track that it adores, drops back to a distance that it's proven at, drops back to its own age grade. I mean, I, th- I think you can't go wrong with Osipenko. I think... Like I said, I'd be shocked to seeing it finish out of the top six. Only thing that probably stops it, if it somehow gets stuck in traffic. If it gets a clear run to the line, I think it'll get over the top of them. And I think at that price, compared to an Amelia's Jewel or a Hawaii Five-0, is the better bet. Like, you all have good form, but the best form horse for $13, I'm all over it. Um, so, mate, we've got your winners. Top four. Obam? Yep. Legato, they have to be in there. Yep. Um, Hawaii Five O, and then I'll throw a bit of value in their punters just in case because I don't think it'll be. I could like I could go for the top four favorites and be happy with it, but in my opinion, I think you're better off going for some value in the top four. I'm gonna go Waller's International Chance. Go with all international chances here. Um, where is it? Age of Kings. Age of Kings. So you had um, Obam, Legato. Age of Kings there? and Age Hawaii Five-0. Hawaii Five-0. Okay, mate, I'm going Osipenko, obviously. Second, Hawaii Five-0. Then Kovalika. Tommy Berry, I think, will just really get him going late. And just like he's done all prep, flash home late and grab a placing or a top four spot. And then Legato to finish off. Like I said, Legato, super versatile. I think I'd 
I'm, I'd be very surprised if there's a negative run on the weekend from Legato. Just ticks every single box possible, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, mate, of course, punters, if you want to be getting on those, those will be up on Dabble. If you want to copy them, you can hit the copy bet button and put it straight into your bet slip. Put as much as you want on. But if you're doing so, gamble responsibly, set a deposit limit and think about what you could be buying instead. But if you're going to have a gamble on the uh, Golden Eagle, make sure to do so with the official wagering partner of the Mox Sports. Dabble. Use the code Mox Sports when signing up to let them know we sent you. And a big thank you to our other sponsors, Stridal. If you want to be owning a horse that could potentially run in a Golden Eagle run day, head to strata.com, check out the marketplace, and get involved today. Don't just watch the races, punters. Own the excitement. Go to the Stridal marketplace and get shopping. Um, but apart from that, mate, anything else to say to the punters? Give us a, give us a yell if you say us um, down at the races. Other than that, um, good luck, punters. All uh, the best. 100%. All the best. We'll be back on Sunday um, with a runner-by-runner preview of the Melbourne Cup as well. So if you want Melbourne Cup tips... Come straight back here, whether you're on the Apple Podcast, the Spotify, the YouTube, like, share, subscribe, hit the notifications button so as soon as it drops, you can get first dibs on our Melbourne Cup tips. Time to head around the grounds, mate. Looking around the country, away from the Group 1 races and away from Sydney, obviously, we've gone through all of them. Um, What have you found? Um, If you get enough time, you punters, running tomorrow... If it comes out and you're getting the audio tonight, I doubt it. Thirty-one dollar chance, Giannis. Giannis, oh my god, it's owned, back. Owned by Bailey Jones, uh, race one over at Wanganui. <laughs> Giannis is back. Long time fans of the podcast know how big that is here. Um, yeah, but Who, I'll have to. Who's look the back. jockey, Masa Hashishimui, as well? Wow, it ended up at Wanganui. That's oh, that was a group on horse almost. Oh goodness! All right, uh, Channel Lightning eight dollars and two dollars sixty. Um, race four at Flemington. Uh, race number five, Zardozzi two dollars forty five for the win with J Mac on board, and that'll be uh actually punters. I'll go the last one, the Damien Oliver Stakes. Race nine. I'm going. I was going to go Ayrton, but I'm going Tamer Lane here. Punters three dollars ninety. J Mac again. All right, good. You've taken the words out of my mouth when it comes to Tamer Lane. Love Tamer Lane. J-Mac should get him to the front and prove very hard to get past there. Um, the other ones I've got, I've got It's Our Time in race four. $10 to win, $3 each way. Back at the Flemington Strait where he does his best work. He is always, always, always overlooked by the market, and I'm happy to take him here at each way odds. Race five, Zardozzi. Been on this horse for months. I think she wins the Oaks next week. Um, spoiler tip there. Um, this will have her stamping her foot as the number one seed as she backs up into next Thursday. She's just a better horse than this field, in my opinion. $2.40, I'm happy to take it. Um, as we head to the quaddy, mate. Yeah, we head to the quaddy. Um, I'll take it here, mate. So it's race seven. We have, we're have going short here, punters. Private Eye, I think about it, and Bella Nipatina. Race eight, we're going for an extra runner here. Hawaii 5-0, um, Ozapanko, Kovalika, um, Obam, and Legato? Yep. Leaving Amelia's duel out. Yes. We are putting our nuts on the line with that, Quaddy. Canberra, Legend, um, Shebley. Who was your tip in that one? Canberra Legend. That was Canberra Legend. Yep. And then we'll also go Stroke of Luck and Shock Em Over. And then Race 10, uh, Way to the Stars, um, With Your Blessing. 
Smashing Eagle. Smashing Eagle and Justin Reach. Fair enough, mate. Uh, $50 should get you 19.5% there, punters. Um, time for your best bets. The best bet of the day, Nick. It's a very big betting day, as we've discussed. There's many places you could potentially put your money. Where's it going? If someone said to you, you've only got one bet to place all day, what are you getting on? Race four, Shohei, $2.20, I think it was, $2.25, $2.30, somewhere around that. Yep. Okay, I'm going Bella Nipotina to place. $2.30 currently on Dabble. Get on before it shortens. If it, the rain comes down, it'll shorten. But $2.30 as of time of recording on Dabble. I'm very confident that she's going to fly late into the placings. Like I said, if the heavens really open up, she could potentially win. Like my top tip's private eye, and think about it probably – Shouldn't uh, should be getting the job done, but I mean, Bella Nipotina, just the sprint form lines are there for her to be at least featuring in the finish, especially if it's wet. So two dollars thirty currently on Dabble, definitely going to take that as my best bet anywhere in the country. Love it. All right, mate. Of course, before we go, another big thank you to our two sponsors. We've got Stridal, of course, Stridal making. The lights stay on here at Mock HQ. If you're thinking about getting into horse ownership, they're the people to contact. Go to strata.com, their marketplace can get you into horse ownership for some cheap prices, okay? You don't have to outlay the millions upon millions of dollars that some of the big rich owners do. You can chuck in, you know, just a couple of thousand if you can afford it, okay? So strata.com now. Don't just watch the races this spring. Own the excitement, and then, of course, Dabble, the official wagering partner of the Mock Sports during Cup Week. Any of the bets that we outlaid on this podcast, you can head to Dabble now, download it, code Mock Sports when signing up to let them know we sent you. And above all else, mate, gamble responsibly. Take a look at what you can outlay. Don't go over that number. Think about what you could be buying instead. Set a deposit limit if you have to, punters. Okay, make sure you just gamble responsibly this weekend because, like I said, a lot of races to bet on, a lot of races to lose on. So think about what you'll be buying instead. As the old saying goes, you're most likely about to lose. Okay, so gamble responsibly. Anything to say to the punters before we go? Um, Big shout out to the boys. I don't know if you guys are listening, but if you are, um, big weekend we had at the at cricket. We hate cheaters. That's all I have to say. That's a message I've been given. Um, shout out to the boys. Shout out to everyone else. Thank you. Yep. Okay. And this Sunday, make sure to tune into our Melbourne Cup runner by runner analysis as we go contender v pretenders, runner by runner in the big one, the race that stops the nation. Okay. First dibs to our Melbourne Cup tips this Sunday night. We'll get the visuals out hopefully on the Monday, but Sunday night, make sure to go to your Apple Podcast, your Spotify to tune in to the Melbourne Cup tips. But until then. See you, punters. See ya. Oh, Crone's getting a split. Mizzy in front of the 100. Crone goes.